This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hi, Brian. Hey, Wendy. How was your weekend? Oh, my God. My week and since we've gone. <laughs> I had to do that just for you. Have you missed me? Yeah, tremendously. It's been a it's long been- time, buddy. It has, and it's weird that you're not literally sitting across from me, but I, I do see you like in my computer screen here. I know. I'm going to have to get a better camera or a better computer because I feel like I look really weird. Um, no, you're fine. Okay, good. I, uh, Yeah, dude, sorry. It's been so long. And to everybody out there, it's been a little hectic lately, trying to move, going on vacation, just couldn't get things together. So here we are. We're back. And better than ever. And we are doubly committed to kicking butt every week. Heck yes. That's exactly right. We've got a lot of ideas and topics that we, we, we've been planning on covering. It's just their schedules have not worked out. Correct. And now that life's getting a little bore, a little bit more normal for me, I'm not having to run all over the place or fly here or there or not have access to stuff because of the move. We can go on with life, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Okay, so... Um, what do you want to talk about this week, Brian? I guess we can talk about vacation. We talked about moving before. Maybe you could do like an update on how the move went, and then we can talk about some of the vacation stuff that we both did recently. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, because I had an awesome vacation, and I needed it. So long and short of the move, the move uh, was not the most peaceful thing that ever occurred. As we talked about, moving sucks. Uh, Big shout out to my friends, Farrah and Allison, because... The movers didn't show up when they were supposed to to get my stuff, and I had to fly out the next day, so luckily they met the movers to pick my stuff up at my house. And then I was supposed to get it like four days later, and it showed up like seven days later. So we were going to record that day, and you're like, yes. uh, I'm certain they'll be here on time. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, they're not here. <laughs> yep. And they still weren't there. And thank God for Eva, because I was like at my wit's end. Couldn't get a hold of anybody. Nobody was helping me. And I was like, I need a drink. And so our friend Eva was like, um, bring in the wine. And so we could just sit there and I could handle it later. But man, my nerves were racked. And by the time last Thursday or Thursday before last came around, I was ready to get the heck out of Dodge. The day before I left for vacation, they show up at noon they're unloading everything. My mom, bless her heart, she was there the whole time watching her crazy daughter stress while she's at work. And my mom's trying to deal with the movers, getting my stuff even here. And as literally as they were dropping boxes, we were unloading them <laughs> so that the next morning when we had to leave at like five o'clock in the morning to go get our flights, um, at least I wasn't coming back to a uh, bunch of boxes. So thank God for good people in my life to help me out. Otherwise, I would have been even more stressed out. It sounds like you did have some issues, though, once you got back. Yes. Um, so they they lost some of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, all I have learned is that, um, yeah, if you book your move through a relatively reputable company, but they subcontract it to a third party, you're screwed. You're And you don't even know they're subcontracting it until it's all done. So be very diligent. And hope, gladly, I brought everything of super importance and the most important things made it here. So I'm not going to complain about that. But I, like with a flight, I get it. Yeah. But they all load it into one truck, right? 
Yes. So or like what, a pod or something? Well, so they loaded it into a truck and I was supposed to piggyback another move with another family out of Charlotte. That's why it was going to be a good rate. Well, what I learned is it wasn't like we put it on the truck and the truck actually just drove directly to Nashville. Like they had explained that's what was going to happen. They drove it to Raleigh two hours east of where I am from pickup and store it until they're ready to put it on a truck and take it. It That's lame. Dude, it was just, it was a comedy of errors. I laugh at it now, but if you ask anybody who was talking to me at that time, I was losing my brain, like stressed out. It was insane. So it was a good thing I went on vacation after that, or I may have like, I don't know if I'd ever chilled out. So I'm a crappy friend. I'm like, hey, Wendy, when when do you want to record? Hey, Wendy, when do you want to record? It's not like, hey, Wendy, how's the trip? How's how's the the move going? (laughs) You're not a crappy friend because the bad thing was is I wanted to do it and I felt bad. I was like, I'd rather be doing this than dealing with this BS right now. But you know what? I've got stuff. I have a place to sleep. Thank God I bought new mattresses when I got here. I'd be sleeping on. I would have been sleeping on a little bit. Where'd you get the mattresses at? Uh, I got them at, well, the one I got mine, I got at Macy's at their Labor Day sale, like pre-Labor Day sale. It was a good deal. So excited. Having a nice new mattress. I'm sleeping like a baby. And the other one I got at Rooms to Go because I had to get a little special sized bed for my itty bitty guest room. So so I um I had to get a new mattress this year for last year for the move. And um, we actually, as a test, just to see how it was, they were so cheap. It was almost disposable. Uh, we got it at Ikea. Yeah. I've heard they're decent. Flipping awesome. I've heard they're good. I've heard they're good. So I, I decided the last one I bought 12 years ago was only like four or $500. And now I know why my back hurt for the last three years. Because when I threw it out, when I was moving, because I knew I was getting a new one, and I like lifted it. And I was like, oh, and I had already slept on this new one. I was like, oh, God, no wonder my body hated that old mattress. It was such a so piece you, of crap. You said you paid, what, $400 for it? In the past, yeah. So, um, and it was a standard coil, right? Yeah, it was just, yeah. So this was a foam, but it's only 500 bucks. Yeah, the foams are pretty good. My my guest room has foam mattresses. My mom swears it was really comfortable, and it seems really comfortable. So Love my foam. I will never go back. I went I went and upgraded myself a little bit and got me an old beauty rest with a pillow top and oh, nice. pretty legit. So I just want to sleep good. I'm getting too old to have crappy mattresses. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I Like, we just came back. We'll talk about it, but we just yeah. came back from a decent hotel, but the mattress sucked. I mean, it, like, if I wasn't used to my mattress, I probably would have liked it, but I love... I want to sleep in my bed every night. Exactly. This is the way I'm getting with this one. So I'm getting spoiled. So my whole theory of I can pretty much sleep anywhere, it may be ruined by this mattress, but it's okay. Yeah. It's like I used to like going on vacation because, oh, I could sleep in a really nice bed. Well, you know what? <laughs> I prefer my bed. <laughs> so tell me about your vacation. Where did you go? I went to Hascon, which is the first, uh, hopefully not only, but it's the first um, Hasbro uh, brand convention, which is, I don't know. Um, it's interesting that they're doing it. It's kind of like, um, gosh, how do I how do I unravel this? So Hasbro is this the makes, first one you've been to? The first one. The first one. The first one they've ever, ever done. Oh, yeah. it was the inaugural. The inaugural Hascon. Oh, watch out! So Hasbro, of course, makes uh, Transformers and uh-huh. GI Joe. If there ever are any GI Joe, My Little Pony, um, Play Doh. Nerf and 
a lot of like Parker Brothers, like Monopoly, those kind of games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so they're a toy company. So back in the day, uh, whenever like in the eighties, which um, when they rolled out the cartoons to sell the toys, that was just a vehicle to sell the toys. Okay. Today, it seems like they're really trying to make money off the entertainment aspect, not just the plastic aspect. Okay. Because the market's changing. So they're trying to sell experiences and entertainment more so than not in addition to the toys. So it's so really... What, the, you, what you posted of the pictures and stuff that you tweet or whatever, or, um, I, or Facebook or Instagram, I can't oh, remember what you were, you were all on it. And you were showing like the Nerf Wars. Dude, it took fun. me back to my childhood. My, well, my prom would have been my sophomore year. But uh, yeah, I had a Nerf gun fight in my prom dress with my date's little brother and this little buddy who was sleeping over. Like I was like, I love that sounds Nerf like guns. You. It does not sound like me at all, does it? It totally sounds like you. <laughs> instead, of, like, having, instead of having fun at the prom, you're just like shooting people with stuff. I love yeah, that. We're done with prom and I'm like bailing over the couch in my dress. It was so ladylike. <laughs> That is phenomenal. Yeah, like so. Like I, I don't even think about Hasbro owning Nerf. Nerf may be their biggest property. I thought it was like My Little Pony, but uh, when it came to floor space, there uh, Transformers probably had the most, but of Nerf course. probably had second. Ah, because Nerf is fun. I mean, people probably are like, "Well, it's like guns or what?" No, it's just yeah, foam it arrows. <laughs> I remember the, the one of my best friends growing up too. We would give he we'd give each other christmas gifts but they were always like it was funny the year i think it was his senior year my junior year without even knowing we each gave each other a nerf gun and so he gave me the one that was like a tommy gun and so it would shoot like rapidly and then i think i gave him one that was like i i was like okay i gotta give him something but it can't be as cool as something I'd want for myself. So if I ever get it, then I can kick his butt and fight like in Nerf gun wars. <laughs> and so I got him one that only shot like three automatically. Yeah. And my Tommy gun had like 10. So I was like, score. <laughs> uh, so on at least two occasions, Kim and I have uh, got each other for Christmas uh, Nerf guns. That was something we did together. Yeah. So my problem with the Nerf guns is I always ended up getting um, ones that were too big. Uh, so they take up a lot of space. Um, yeah. They're hard to reload. So if, and we've always ended up giving them to the Goodwill. <laughs> because <laughs> they're, I mean, they're just a the moment. Yeah, they're just too big and, you know, whatever. So um, next time we do that, and I'm certain we will, I'm it'll almost certainly be a smaller um, Nerf gun. So, but Nerf makes more than the guns, right? Do they still do like the little indoor basketball hoops and all that jazz? Yeah, I don't think that's a big part of their uh, business. It, it, like when you look at the stuff that they had there, what they were showing off, 99% of it was like a projectile. <laughs> of course, because so that's they, what's fun. <laughs> yeah. So they had this little thing that was, um, it's kind of like a kind of like a gun, but it sets flat and it actually ejects a car at a fast, like it ejects a car from the from the launcher so that the car can like do tricks and stuff. So it's like a little Nerf car. That was pretty oh. cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's like Mad Max and Nerf. Yeah, like, like Mad Max and Nerf. <laughs> My favorite thing I saw, though, um, they had these uh, licensed uh, branded Nerf weapons. So one was a Star Wars Nerf, which is okay. But the cool one was the Deadpool Nerf. Oh, I bet you. Did you get that for Kim? 
Uh, it's, I don't think it's for sale yet. Oh, I could see Kim winning that. She's a big I, fan I, of the Deadpool. Yeah, she is. I kind of want it too. <laughs> but that you know, that was fun, and you know, so uh, the convention had a lot of uh, just opportunities for people to like for photo opportunities, opportunities to see to play with stuff, to get How hands long on. Was it three days? Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I mean, it was a pretty big deal. Um, uh, there were panels that basically it featured em- employees of Hasbro. Um, giving product previews and stuff for their upcoming, uh, offerings. So sort of, I like thinking about this in terms of, you know, like my business experience and that's how I I try to look at everything. So this was held at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, which is literally across the street from the Hasbro corporate office. Oh, really? So this would basically be like our old company having... It's it's having like a convention, their own auditorium, yeah, okay. and going across the street and interacting with the public, and showing off our product and having panels and stuff. Uh, oh, so apparently cool. they even, uh, so it, it was staffed by employees, and apparently how they got the employees to do it is they offered time off. Oh, for, interesting. <laughs> so like in exchange for them or, to volunteer, yeah. Well, heck yeah, like yeah. That, that's an easy out. Yeah, give me a day off. I'll work the convention. Yeah, that was I'm surprised t- it's not the Hasbro Auditorium or whatever. And not yeah, Dunkin it's Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, a couple interesting things. So they they tried. They were hoping to get a lot of mainstream attention for this. And I think they were aiming for like forty thousand people to show up, Holy which mackerel. is a lot of people. That's a lot of people, dude. Yeah. So I, that's that, but that's forty thousand people across the whole weekend. So that would be like a sum of all three days. Yeah. I think they got closer to ten thousand. Still pretty oh, good. Really? Okay. Yeah, but so they're planning for forty thousand. So when Flo Rida was there on Saturday, he <gasps> did not have Welcome like, to my house. Yeah, he didn't have twenty thousand people in that auditorium. Oh. And when um Daya or whatever her name was was there Friday night, uh, for her concert. Yeah. She probably had four hundred people in the wah, audience. Wah, wah, wah. And she's got like a million no, she's got like uh, she's she said she was a multi platinum artist. I've never heard of her. She maybe heard of, maybe she well, I mean her own songs maybe, but maybe she's wrote some too. For yeah other people. Was, well she's like well, I think she's eighteen, but okay. uh she um I I I heard a I recognized a couple songs from the radio. But Flo Rida was there on Saturday and I it's not my he's not my thing, but he, he was up. awesome. He was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's funny you should say that because on our little adventure during our vacation, I I kind of did my version of one of Flo Rider's songs as we were driving through the oh what, what national was it? Just, it was his "Welcome to My House." I, yeah, and we were going through Yellowstone National Park, and I was like, "Welcome to my park," and I was like putting <laughs> stuff in about bears and wolves and everything else. So apparently, I, I'm assuming that Flo Rida has like a regular corporate engagement plan or something where he'll he'll go to a, an event and he probably he customized welcome to my house to oh, welcome welcome to hascon of course and it was it was it was kind of sad <laughs> but uh, he did it and i'm certain that was just like a standard offering that he does when he does corporate, corporate. events like that <laughs> hey you gotta make your money <laughs> yeah so, did so Kim it, have a great time no <laughs> Yeah, she did i mean she 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 hurt her ankle on saturday oh so she was basically grounded saturday afternoon and um 
Sunday. There, there are things that she had read up on Pinterest that she we needed to do when we were in Rhode Island, which we only really did one of them. They're like a Was mansion that the tour milk place. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like a mansion tour or something. But there was some food that she was told she read that we need to eat, needed to try out, like pizza strips. Oh, never okay. heard of it. It's basically like a strip of bread with pizza sauce on it, and that's it. So we got oh, it, and it was so pretty good. So it's like a breadstick with the marinara on it versus dipping it. Yeah. Oh, it, it was it was good though. Okay. Um, but you know, uh, so. So also, one weird thing about this. So do you remember back in the day when we would have vendors come on site and have their like their little booths and stuff? Yeah. They would show stuff. The employee appreciation day. <laughs> yeah. Or so, even just throughout the year. Yeah. Or throughout the year. So being a corporate entity and not uh, a an event organizing entity, Hasbro had vendors on site like Deloitte. So no they s- had their partners who are boring yeah. versus like having Hasbro at yours, like with all the awesome stuff. So Deloitte had like the wheel that you could spin. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. They set up glasses that you would basically do beer pong. And if okay. you got it in, you got like a fidget spinner. Oh, nice. Did a Deloitte branded fidget spinner. No, Kim did. <laughs> nice. So there's a lot of that stuff there that was odd. Um, so, but those emotional items. Yeah. But the reason those people were there because they paid. Ex- they paid. Of to course. Be there. On top of that, the part of why this is happening is because they paid. Yeah. But that nice. was fun. But th- that was that was that was my vacation. How about you? Uh, well, mine wasn't. Well, I would say mine was as learning your as photos. Well. Your photos are pretty awesome. My, I was so excited. We had some. We had a really good time. Um. So, I've never been to Rhode Island, so I'm jealous that you got to go to a state I've never been to. It's boring. But, I, I've been there before, and it's boring. Well, it's so Sorry tiny. to our Rhode Island listeners, but your state's kind of boring. <laughs> At least so pro- Providence is boring, I'll say. Okay. But we did get a really awesome... We went to a really awesome grilled cheese place called U-Melt. That was amazing. We went there three times. I was going to say, I saw your pictures, and I was like, okay, well, this seems like a place I need to stop, because I like a good. good grilled cheese. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so my trip was amazing. It was like a true vacation too, where, you know, everybody's like, oh, I went on vacation, but you know, do they really j- chill and just relax? And so do ours, uh, you don't do that. Yours are always around something interesting, like has mine's like work <laughs> or like work. Yeah. So, uh, we spent uh, me and my friend Farah. it was a uh, early celebration for her big upcoming birthday. Um, we spent about seven ish days at a guest ranch in Moose, Wyoming. A guest ranch? Is that, that's kind of just like um, a, a hotel so, or something. So the difference is a guest ranch is like you can ride and trails and do stuff like that. Where at a dude ranch, you actually work cattle and oh. work like you're on the ranch. But um, don't you like do crappy work at a dude ranch? I mean, don't they expect that the work is going to get done poorly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just you're paying for the experience of saying you wrangled cattle or whatever. Um, but this one was cool. Like, you had your cabin that you stayed in. It was called Lost Creek Ranch, and it's been in this family for many, 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 many years. And the owner just recently passed away, so that was uh-huh. sad. But hopefully, the kids keep the tra- tradition alive. But it, you literally had 
a traditional cabin, which you would think, okay, it's kind of chilly at night, man. That thing was warm. I mean, there was no insulation. It was all timber, but we had um, cabins and then they had a big lodge where you'd go and eat and then hang out. And they had this beautiful view of the the Tetons. So even though I grew up in Colorado, we'd never gone to like Jackson Hole or Tetons or Yellowstone or any of that. So we basically at the guest ranch got up, we'd ride horses, we'd go hiking, just chill, take a nap, read a book, have all this beautiful scenery around you. And uh, we spent like, so I got a horse. Her name was Sweet Pea. She was really, (laughs) she was really cool because (laughs) she was really sweet, but she had a little bit of spunk to her too. So she was tiny compared to some of the other horses, but man, she didn't take Jack off anybody. (laughs) Sounds like Allison. Yeah, a little bit. Very much so. Um, And then her and my friend Fair's horse like bonded. So whenever we went on trail rides, if I would like put Sweet Pea in the back of the pack and Fair always rode up at the front and she's a better rider than me. Um, all of a sudden, Sweet Pea would be like, hell no, I went up with my friend Maybell. So <laughs> so our two horses would like always ride together and Sweet Pea would just ride Maybell's tail. And when we would stop, she would literally headbutt her in the tail. Like just huh. be like, go, get out of my way. I was like, thank God Fair's horse is nice because uh, Sweet Pea, you're kind of being an ass right now. But she was, she was cool. So we could ride whenever we wanted and... When we first got there, though, the, so I know the hurricanes have been a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sad. But the wildfires out west were so bad, Brian. Like, we flew in, and you're supposed to, like, clearly see the Teton Range, and it's a big mountain range, and you couldn't see them. Literally, we weren't that far away, and the smoke was so thick, we could not see the entire mountain range the first day. It was, it. first of all, it stunk. Um, from a visual perspective and a <laughs> and from a scent perspective, but luckily the winds got high enough the night first night we were there that it cleared out a little bit the next day, so we could actually see them. And then every day after that, it was just like gorgeous. So you just get up and look, and there's these massive mountains, and you just relax and have a good time. And you could go and be as active as you wanted or not, but you were like the fresh mountain air and just chill and have a great time. But my favorite part of the guest ranch, mm-hmm. I had like a little encounter with a black bear. It was so awesome. I saw awesome. the photo. That was amazing. It was so awesome. So like we, we go and I'm like, Oh, we're going to see wildlife. I've seen elk. I've seen pronghorns or antelopes, you know, and deer and stuff like that. And, uh, we're like trouncing around and everybody's like, Oh, I saw a bear. Like the night before I'm like, nah, in the, but they did. So the next morning, we're like sound asleep, and all of a sudden we just hear yelling, and then we hear do 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 do, and across the the front porch of our cabin, they apparently chased the little black bear off. Wow! So we were like, okay, well there was a bear, we missed that. Dang it, we should have got up and like like looked out the window at least. Well, the next afternoon, by the cabins, I know this sounds like very Yogi Bear, but it's true. Hey, Wendy. Yeah, boo boo, and that's so why we we called him boo boo in my little Instagram. Oh, uh, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he, uh, they love berries, right? And they're getting ready to hibernate. So he, there were huckleberries all around our cabin, and huckleberries are like a thing in Wyoming. You can are they edible? Yeah, for bears. Well, I guess we can eat them too because everything's huckleberry flavored in Wyoming. Like you can get taffy, you can get syrup, you can get whatever huckleberry. 
So he just wanted to eat all the berries. Well, the that next afternoon, I was like, man, I want to see the bear. And we're just like in our cabin, relaxed and reading a book. And our sweet name, like we had a cabin that was next to us. And all we hear is the sweet lady, Ginger from Alabama, go, Farrah, Wendy, get out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we have, like jet out there and there's a black bear running away from the cabin. That was a horrible Southern accent. I'm so sorry. She hey, has, y'all, this I, is Bron. Yeah, exactly. But Arlen and, and Ginger had the best Alabama accents. I could listen to them all night. It was like the best, just charming Southern accents ever. And um, so we dart out and all we see is this bear like go to the next cabin down from us. And I could see his bum sticking out from behind the porch because there were huckleberries right there. So I was like, man, I want a better picture. So I was like, do, 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 do. I'm like walking up to the cabin and they have kind of like a handicap wrap at the at the cabin down from us. And I'm like, I'm far enough away that maybe if he moves right, I can take a picture, but then I'm not like endangering myself. So I'm waiting patiently and Farrah and Arlen are like, I'm not sure that's the best idea. And Ginger's like, it's fine. Go ahead, honey. You'll be okay. I was like, yeah, it's all right. I'll, I got I got an escape plan in my mind. So I'm like waiting on the edge of this other cabin and the, <laughs> the kitchen staff sees him because it's just out the corner of that cabin. And the, the, kitchen staff sees him and then they start yelling at him because grizzlies don't give a care they're not scared of you but black bears are scared so they're like get out of here bear whatever and i was like oh god okay they're gonna chase him my way if he comes up on this porch i I may be screwed (laughs) so i'm like standing very still at the edge of this cabin thinking he might just run by me so he runs in front of the cabin thankfully he doesn't come up up on the porch and at the little ramp where i was standing it's like maybe three two three feet deep he stops and he looks at me with these little bear eyes and he's like why is everybody yelling at me i just want to eat the huckleberries and i was like i don't want to yell at him but i have to and i was just like yeah bear get out of here so he takes off running and they're trying to chase him so that's when we were videoing it was like i literally just looked directly into a bear's face like two feet away this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life (laughs) have you never never seen a bear in live before at the zoo but not like no not in wild not in the wild okay so that's interesting i mean i haven't either and i grew up in rural north carolina i heard stories all the time about people seeing bear but i never i never did yeah, I I mean, I don't recall. It, it maybe, but I I don't think I've ever seen a bear in wild. It's just a zoo. I, I always wanted to see that in a mountain lion. You I've seen mountain lion. They're legit. <laughs> They're a little scarier. So back he, home, back home or in, uh, here back yeah, east. In Colorado, I've okay. seen them. Um so we um he ran off and they kept trying to chase him off and he was a juvenile. So they think he was like maybe a yearling and he probably weighed about between 350 and 400 pounds. So he was not a tiny bear, but he wasn't this massive bear. And you could just tell he was like, they think his mom had just like kicked him out for the first time to start surviving on his own. Yeah. And so, or or just like, he's got to go fend for himself. So he was smart and he knew that like, all these berries and everything were around these cabins. Well, he came back the next, he came back later that night and then he came back the next day. And so they had, they were like, we got to have the wildlife come and get him because he, he's too comfortable here. And, um, so I learned something about bear instead of like tranquilizing them and trying to move them so that you disrupt like their familiarity with the area that they're wanting to live in. They used dogs to chase him off. 
and they were like beagles. So you know how like beagles make that high shrill noise when they hunt and it's like really annoying. What they want to do is they don't want the dogs to attack or hurt the bear, but they Mm -hmm. want them to scare them enough to create a traumatic experience. Because when a bear is traumatized, um, like in a fearful way, it excretes some kind of like scent. Yeah. And they won't go back to that place ever again. Interesting. So they wanted the bear to be frightened enough that it's like, I don't have to leave my entire territory but i can't go back to that specific place in my territory because i it's not good for me there because it scared me so i was like that's really like you know some people maybe that that's so mean but it's like but it's more humane than tranking them and putting them in an area they're unfamiliar with and they've got to learn to survive all over again and you know just really traumatize it that's more traumatizing to them than them just going i don't ever want to go back to that space in my territory so learned that Fun I, little I wish I could do that with certain people. Yeah, create fear so they so they secrete scared by vapors and they don't ever want to come back around you. Nice skill. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so that was a fun little experience, and we would see elk, and we saw a big bull elk swim across the Snake River, which was pretty cool. Um, and we, I didn't skeet shoot. That was kind of. I was like, eh, maybe some other time. But that it was really relaxing. It was a lot of fun. You really got to feel like you're just kind of out in the Old West. And Jackson, so Jackson Hole is the valley, but Jackson is the town. Jackson's a really cool place. If you've never been, like, got to go out west and go to Jackson. Um, But that was a lot of fun. But Yellowstone, have you ever been? Um, No, I've never been that far west. Have you been to any national no, that's parks? Not, I, can't, I have been farther than that west, but I haven't. You've been to Seattle, yeah, yeah, but in the re- like in the west, no, no, like Montana, no, no. Idaho, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> no, like no, I, I haven't. South Dakota, all the the re- truly western like lifestyle places. Um, so, have you ever been to it? You've never been to a national park either. I don't think so. May okay. well maybe. Okay, shit like Shenandoah Valley. Oh, no. You've eh. been to the Smokies. You have yeah. been to a national yeah. forest <laughs> park. So how many how many national parks are there in the United States? Four million. No. Fifteen. No. A thousand. No. Five hundred. Go way down. Seventy <laughs> five. Less. Thirty five. No. Okay. Fifty nine. <laughs> I have no concept for that. I think most people would go, oh, there, there's either half or there's one in every state. And there's 59 and multiple Which states, states get multiple? That's not uh, fair. Colorado has multiple. Wyoming has multiple. Um, oh, I can't even remember. There's there's a couple in the West. California's got multiple. Um, a lot of the Western states have multiples. But like Shenandoah Valley's one, the Smokies, the Everglades. um, but what was the first national park, Brian Kilby? The first national park in the world. In the world. Yes. I mean, was it Yellowstone? It was. Yeah. And was that a Lewis and Clark deal? Not totally. What year was it? Do you know that it became a park? When it became a park? Uh huh. When the first national park was announced. Um. Was it okay? So I'm assuming that it was. Probably during Theodore Roosevelt's. So that's a misconception, but it's close to that time. 
These are all the fun facts that we learned from a little storyteller night. So we had a guy come around the fireplace in the lodge and like give us history of, of Wyoming and the national parks and everything else. So Yellowstone's the first national park in the entire world. And it was designated a national park in 1872. And Theodore, okay. Re- Theodore Roosevelt was not the president at that time. Um, at that time, 1872? Yes. Um, bu- 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 Garfield? No, Ulysses S. Grant. So Grant was pre. Oh, I, I guess he was still president then. Yeah. So he was president, but Theodore gets a lot of credit because of his continuation and growth of national parks and his affinity for Yellowstone and the regulations around the conservation piece. So that's a he was a huge proponent in expanding national parks, but as far as presidency of it becoming a national park, that happened under Grant. So cool. Well, cool. well fun fact there. Um but so Yellowstone was really cool. Everybody should go at some point. Um, avoid the summer season because it. I've heard it's so it's like Disneyland, and you got to wait in line and do all this stuff. But watched Old Faithful blow. That was amazing. That is that is amazing. So the whole geothermal piece, and that's part of why they wanted to preserve it and keep it a national park was because of the geothermal resources that exist there. And I'm telling you, I didn't realize how many geysers. You just drive through the mountains and all you see is steam. And when you think you're out of the geyser basins where all the geothermal activity is, you're not done. Like there's volcanic lava and things that are the way the canyons were created. Isn't like Old Faithful like part of like one of the largest super volcanoes in the world? It, yeah, underneath. So under the ground, under all those geysers, is like one of the largest volcanic activities that could erupt at any given time. It will at some point, probably. Yes. Destroy that part of the United States. Uh, I hope we're never <laughs> I hope we're long gone because, dude, it's so expansive. I was like, holy crud. If the, like, there's so much bubbling underneath this earth, I can't even imagine right now. <laughs> but they were like, people, don't touch the geothermal areas. Like, they're hot, all that kind of stuff. But, dude... The animals, pff, you could tell Buffalo, whoever wanted to be by those geothermal pools, they were like, whatever, I'm going to do my business wherever I want in this park. So that obviously doesn't bug the animals, the heat of the ground and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we we saw a bunch of elk and bison out the wazoo. Like, Fair got some pretty incredible pictures, so I'll have to pull some off and send them to you. But... Um, I love the outdoors and I love that activity, but the variation in the environment was really, really great because you'd have mountains and then you just have meadows and then you'd have a bunch of like ponds. It was just, you could drive a couple miles and things would just change. And it was so big. We only went through one section of the park and um, the only bummer of it is, so we, I've got to go back was we got up at the crack of dawn our last night there. Uh, we we drove into Montana so we could check Montana off the state list. And then I need we were to like, visit Montana at some point. You do. I've heard it's great. I've heard and I know it's beautiful. But we got there late. We had dinner, stayed the night, and then we wanted to see wolves and moose and grizzlies. So we wanted to go into the certain section of the park. But a snowstorm was coming in and we had to drive yeah, over a mountain pass. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, reading all the stuff, if we want to see wolves, we got to be uh, there at dawn. 
And so this one area we wanted to go into, Lamar Valley, um, where they say there's a ton of wildlife, we actually didn't end up going because when we pulled into the park, which has on the northern entrance has this beautiful arch that Teddy Roosevelt had made. Um, and it has, I forget what the wording is on it, but it's really cool. And it was pitch dark when we went through and the ranger was like, uh, just so you know, there's like 50 foot visibility at the top of Dunraven Pass and we're pretty sure it's going to get bad. So good luck. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, we want to get ahead of the storm. It's fine. It's not what you want to hear. So we had gotten a little uh, all-wheel drive. We had gotten upgraded because our car didn't get turned in in time when we were picking up our rental car. And my friend Fair was smart enough to say, we should get a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive. So we got a little Infinity SUV feeling all fancy in our little Infinity. That thing did pretty good on the mountains, though. And it could gear. You could have the gearing in it. So that was nice. But we four, we because of the worries about getting over the pass, we didn't go to Lamar Valley. So... You got to go there because so we missed any chance really of seeing moose or wolf or grizzlies or any of that kind of stuff. So on the last day, it was so cold and rainy. Um, And we did at the top of the pass, it snowed. You saw the pictures. It was so great. I was like, I love snow. This is amazing. Uh, But as we were coming back down the hill, we stopped at a couple other places and we saw a bald eagle, which I've seen bald eagles before. But to see them out, like, in that environment, like, in their real, real natural habitat, not, like, over a lake or, I mean, not that that's not their natural habitat, but seeing them out there was, like, felt like a whole different thing. So we saw a bald eagle. But the other things that are prevalent at the, uh, in Wyoming, but also in the national park are trumpeter swans. I don't even know what that is. So, you know, when you see a swan, like, at the zoo or something, and they have the black beak, but they have, like, orange around their eyes? Um, a trumpeter swan has, you don't know. I'm not Brian, observant. Brian, you got, why are, why, why can't you be observant about your wildlife at the zoo? <laughs> I'm just not good at identifying animals. <laughs> it's the animal scientist in me. I can't help it. Um, but he, he, they have all black in their face. Um, they're just all black beak and eyes. They don't have any orange coloring or anything like that, but they're, they're pretty much a traditional swan. So they're really pretty. Um, but it was just, it was just so cool. And we drove down and we were trying to, and, um, go into Idaho that night because we hadn't been to Idaho. So we drove over the pass, but we had heard it was going to storm really bad. And so Teton pass, dude, 10% grade, like switchbacks. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I could drive in the mountains. And then there's a sign that says if there's a storm or whatever, snow plows don't come out. Um, other than the hours between 5 AM and 9 PM. And so I was like, man, (laughs) We have to be on the road by 5 a.m. or if not before to make our flight in Jackson because it's like a 45 minute drive. Um, I'm not so sure we should stay in Idaho because we may not make it over the pass. So I went up the pass. We got into Idaho. We checked the box and there were moose like there's all these signs about moose like watch for moose watch for moose. And so we really were hoping that last night we're like come on moose. No whammies no whammies, no whammies. bring me a moose. But there was no moose. Um, so then we drove up the pass and then drove back over the pass. Cause we're like, yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta stay in Jackson in case it gets too bad. Uh, but it was like no other vacation I've ever had. It was really relaxing, but it was just 
the ability to see wildlife and be outside and not give a rip about anything. And you just were like surrounded by gorgeous everything. That's amazing. Even sagebrush was pretty and sagebrush is not pretty. You, your vacation totally beat the crap out of my vacation. <laughs> well, comparatively, you would rather be doing what you were doing than what I was doing. If we're um, being honest. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. I, dude, the great thing about Yellowstone is you can hike and do all that stuff if you want, but there was tons of people who, you know, they were taking their parents who were in wheelchairs and it was, it's, it's laid out in a way that anybody physically can see all this awesome stuff. And so I really respected that about the park too. Um, And the rangers were really good, but one of the things it's like, they tell you, don't stop. If you see wildlife, don't stop, right? Don't hold up the roadway. So we hadn't really seen anything yet. And all of a sudden, there's just this string of lights. And the the speed limit's mostly like 40, 45, 50 miles. So obviously, you don't want to hit wildlife and people walking around and everything. But all of a sudden, there's a string of lights. And I was like, wildlife sighting? That's got to be the only reason there's a traffic jam in the National Park. And uh, sure enough, there was like this huge herd of buffalo but i we weren't seeing any wildlife and we were kind of getting sad and we were we had the radio on because there's hardly any signal of any kind out out there um so we put in my phone and it was a willie and merle song called driving the herd that's awesome (laughs) and i was like thank you willie and merle you brought the herd like we were able to see animals because we had the right music playing like we were getting desperate to see some wildlife and then after that we saw a bunch of bison and elk but um yeah as we were waiting to see some wildlife and get where we're going we had a little stretch to drive and on my um iphone you know flow rider came up and and i kind of had to liven up the jam with a welcome to my park and that is amazing and wolves and you know got a little punchy there because it could be long driving all the way through there but um did you actually get to see wolves at all period we didn't no what kind did they have gray wolves red wolves gray mostly gray wolves cool so they're very very cute but very dangerous obviously and we have we got a uh, um, fair caught a video of an elk bugling, which was really, really cool. You know how they make that noise, yeah. um, the bull elk. And so uh, she'd video and then he wouldn't do it. And as soon as she'd cut it off, he would do it. And I was like, okay, one more time. And we waited just long enough and he did a little bugle. And so it was pretty cool. But uh, now I've always wanted to do the national parks, but now I want to do even more because a couple of the people we were traveling with at this, well, not traveling with, but that we met at the guest ranch, this one gal was telling us about how the Denali, um, national forest in Alaska is and how you have to get in there and everything else. So, um, counting on Alaska in five years because I want to see a grizzly bear. Call me crazy. Did you know that uh, my friend Jason and I at one point had quasi-serious plans to move to Alaska? No. Qu- yeah, quasi-serious. So what, why why, why quasi-serious and why did it occur? We, we didn't really, we didn't really, it was one of those things where we have crazy, we have crazy ideas and joke about stuff, but this was an idea that we had that wasn't crazy and that we were both willing to do. We just never committed to it. What were you going to do when you got to Alaska? Work at the store. Work, just work at a store? Yeah, work at a store. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And what? How old were you when you thought of that you wanted to do this? Uh, 24, 25, something like that. So that's the thing. Like a lot of, obviously there's park rangers and all that other kind of stuff. Like that's serious career stuff. Yeah. But a lot of uh, people in Jackson who work at these guest ranches or do the tourist thing, a lot of them, you know, that's the experience. And they had a lot of international student programs that were in the park. So like from 21 to 25, that's what these people are doing. And they're going to go seasonally to these different parks and live a little before they decide on a long-term career. And it was kind of impressive, right? You get to go live and see other areas, but then eventually you grow up and yeah, get content and get medical insurance. Because <laughs> they're like, one of them's like, my, my parents, the insurance is going to run out, so I have to get a real job now. <laughs> my friend Scott lived there, and he would, he, he described, um, he could catch salmon from his backyard, and he oh, would I'm just sure. catch lunch every day. Oh, I'm sure. That's uh, what I wanted. I wanted to see a grizzly trout or, or salmon fishing, and no, no luck. My friend Rex, who I haven't talked to in years, um, he told he used to live there, and he told me about how he would mow at like two o'clock in the morning. What during mow. the during summer? Oh, when it was so light out, yeah, because it stays light for so long. Yeah, yeah. They were just, talking about how that's kind of pain in the butt there too. Yeah. It's not like Alaska where it's light all day long, but uh, they were saying even up in Wyoming, like well, it this doesn't was Alaska. Get dark. Yeah, so yeah, so he could just do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Pretty much. <laughs> And they had to dark out curtains and all that other kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So this was by far number one favorite vacation ever. Better than Peru? Was, uh, well, so I classified it two ways. Like international <laughs> travel and international like vacation. Peru, hands down. But we were constantly going, right? Which was part of it. We just yeah. every day there was something. You didn't get a lot of downtime. You didn't really vacate. You were just on the go. Um, where with this one, literally, Wi-Fi was spotty. Cell service was like non-existent. Like they intentionally make it hard for people to have to connect to anything distracting or uh, other than just enjoying what's around them. So from that perspective, like true resting, having fun, being able to take things as they come, like number one vacation by far ever. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we didn't have any too much crazy travel um like normally when when fair and i or our friend this four gals that went to college together travel there's always some kind of random you know like the wheel flies off a truck or you know stuff like that happens and knock on wood we didn't run into that kind of stuff um we had a couple interesting characters that we ran into along the way and we always make a joke that you know when we travel, anybody wants to talk to me and tell me their life story. And we were sitting there waiting for Old Faithful to blow. And Old Wayne from Mississippi, he and I had a good old conversation. And Fair just looked at me and she's like, I swear to God, everywhere you go, you just have this friendly face. People just want to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be rude and not talk back if they're talking to me. See, you, you say you have RBF, but you totally don't have RBF. I guess I don't, maybe not at the office. Like, it's just an office thing, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You're like the most popular person. You're the most popular person there, so I don't think that's true. No, I'm not. I'm not a popular person. I just try to be friendly. And you don't want to miss out on meeting these interesting characters, because Wayne was an interesting character. He was out, there's like a bunch of old retired couples, you know, just out having their heyday in old Wyoming. <laughs> 
I came 1,500 miles to watch this thing blow, and what if it doesn't blow? What if it don't Maybe, blow? What if this is the la- What if this is the first time he's not faithfully on time? <laughs> I was like, that would suck for us, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, had a great time. So you and Kim need to, like, maybe when Noah and his little brother are older, that would be a fun trip for them. That would be a fun trip. Kim would Just, love that. Here's a little joke. There was this really cool couple from Georgia that was at the guest ranch with us, and they got married on 9-11 on horseback uh, during sundown by the Tetons. It was pretty cool. So Heidi and Ken are were really, really great people. But Ken tells this joke, you know the difference between, uh, how you tell the difference between a black bear and grizzly bear poop? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is very topical right now, actually. No, how do you know? <laughs> the grizzly bears will have a bell in it. Oh. So one of the things that they say to bring is bear spray or a bear bell. And Farah was smart enough to bring a bear bell. And the bear bell will, like warn a black bear off but a grizzly doesn't really care and so um so the joke is you can have a bear bell but a grizzly will still eat you (laughs) ken was pretty funny guy and his horse's name was slim shady oh that's nice (laughs) and so the ranch we stayed at um lost creek if you watch Modern Family, anybody listening? Love it. Oh, is that the one? Yes. That, they were at that ranch. That's where they recorded it. That's awesome. Yeah. And Slim Shady, I can't remember which actor rode Slim Shady, but one of the actors Ken. rode. I think it was because it bucked him off. That's and awesome. Ken got And Ken got bucked off, but it was because a bee stung Slim Shady in the butt. So, <laughs> so yeah, they have that as part of their, their website. So, uh Hopefully the ownership remains as it is. And if you ever get a chance, you should go to Lost Creek because the staff was really, really cool. And um, it was just a good like rustic cabin feel, but you, you had the amenities that you needed as well. It wasn't like you were out there living on the land and all that kind of stuff. I know that you just sold Kim on it by saying it's the place they filmed that episode of Modern Family. Yeah. So go to lostcreek.com and check it out because I think they've got the snippet from the, they have that some snippets from that episode so yeah i think i think cam rode slim shady because he's he's a a feisty but fun horse so so when's your next vacation brian i'm going to hardly vacation um (laughs) since it's work for me and since it's all podcast related i'm going to washington um yeah washington dc here in two weeks nice for another convention what is that convention? It's TFCon. Okay. What's that stand for? Transformer. Transformers Convention. <laughs> it's the largest fan-run Transformers Convention. Well, that will be a good good material for your Headmasters podcast. And the Transformers podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your normal Transformers podcast. Yeah, coming up this year, this next year, we kind of want to do a cruise. <gasps> really? Yeah, so we want to go with uh, my friends Mike and Liz, um, probably Dusty and Susan, I think they came up and maybe it was Jason and Alicia. Dusty and Susan may not have may not have bitten or may not bite on that. I don't know. But, yeah, you know, we'd like to do that. Uh, I also in um, 2018, I plan on going to podcast movement right now, which is is, so it's it's in different places every year. It's like uh, the big podcast um, convention um, or expo or whatever. It will be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, I've never been there. 
Um, I, have, I dude, I realized this trip that I got some traveling to do just to check some states off the whole list. So weird and weirdly, um, I know that Facebook like will ca- catalog you and it'll it'll categorize the type of person you are so that you can be um sold marketed ads to, to marketed to. <laughs> so uh and you can view that, that's public. Uh, what's public to you? It's it's available to you. So I went to look at my profile, and it said that I was quote a frequent traveler. I never really thought about it, but I guess we do go to a lot of different places over the course of every year. I think this year is the most I've uh, like. I've only known you for a short time, but you've been a lot of places this year. Your twenty four hour trip to Ohio, yeah, and then you went to the Smokies or Gatlinburger Pigeon Forge or wherever you went. I forgot already. And then you've gone to this conference and another conference earlier in the year, I think. Yeah, Nashville. I went to this in Providence. I'll be going to D.C. You're a well-traveled band. I guess. It's maybe you just are, since it's the same information or types of things, you just don't consider the fact that you've traveled to a lot of different states. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't have anything for the rest of the year other than going home for the holidays. But next year. Going home back to Colorado? Yeah, for for the holidays, for Christmas. Are you going to have to travel back this way for work anytime soon? I am. I will be there uh, next week. And I'm so, not. And you're not going to be there, so boo-hoo, because you're going to your little thing in D.C. <laughs> but So the cool thing is, so we're recording this over Skype. This is the first time that we've done this, and I think it turned out pretty well. I hope so. I hope so. So we're going to keep it up. Yeah, we are going to be here every week until you're tired of us. Correct. And I hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. So we've got a lot of excited. So I loved hearing about your vacation because I saw it all on Instagram and everything else. But do you, I didn't do you really follow get me, a, Do you follow my stuff on Instagram? Is that where you see it? I post it I there. See it, I, I see it on Twitter and Instagram, I think. I don't look at Instagram, I but I have Instagram yeah. set up to post to my Facebook and my Twitter. So I post stuff there natively. Yeah, so it like when you do the share thing, I mine's broke or you know me, I'm technically challenged. I like try to do the share to Facebook when I post an Instagram thing and then it doesn't work and I got to post it anyways. Facebook works. I have to do a cheat. I have to do a workaround to make Twitter work right. Okay. See, so, so you're I'm, smarter than me. No, I'm not. <laughs> so I am really excited though about next week's topic. Me too. Are, are we, are we going to tell let's, So we've been, so this was something we were going to do. Gosh, a month ago? Something Probably, like that? Probably, because it's been like three weeks since we've recorded anything. So, um, there's a new DuckTales cartoon. Yes! And DuckTales is something Woo-hoo. that you and I have talked about. and Since we met. Yeah. Really? You, like, like, yes, you're a nerd. <laughs> like, you have your animal science thing and all that. Uh-huh. But you, it's a different kind of nerd. So, this is not a nice little thing that, like, you, you aren't... It's not like either of us are obsessive about DuckTales. I don't own a single piece of DuckTales memorabilia. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of it, but I loved it as a kid. That's right. We both have like very sentimental nerdness about about it. That's what I would say. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to basically review the new DuckTales cartoon and compare it against uh, classic episodes. So we're going to watch uh, one of each and uh, we'll talk about it. Yes. I'm excited about that. And then... Because even though I know you're going to be in D.C., we did say we would do a challenge in October. So we have to come up with our challenges by next week. That's true. I think you already had one in mind for me. I'm still 
kind of reveling through the I list of what I would do. what it was. Oh, do you need me to send you a message to remind you? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, I'll, let you, I'll make sure I do that after the show. <laughs> it was great to be back with you, buddy. Yeah, this was awesome. I'm, uh, I really enjoyed this. I uh, hate that you're not like three feet from me right now, but, um, you know, I, I think this worked out well. I think it did too. And I, uh, we look forward to spending more time with all of our listeners and that you continue to listen to us now that we're back and better than ever. Indeed. All right. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend. 